Welcome to Discipling Conversations, a special episode where we do a deeper dive on complex topics. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Disciple Makers Podcast by Discipleship.org. I'm your host, Dave Stovall, and I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys today. I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing my friend, Anthony Walker. Anthony, say what's up, man. How you doing? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Thank you so much for making time to be on this episode today. Sure. Um, you know, firstly, I'd like to get to know you a little bit. You know, me and you have been crossing paths with mm-hmm. uh, Discipleship.org. Mm-hmm. Renew.org, the, mm-hmm. the gatherings, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But we never actually just sat down sure. to talk and hang out. So this is this is it, you know. Let's hang out. Virtual man. hangout together here. Let's do it. <laughs> so to get prepared this morning, I'm scrolling through your Twitter, um, just to kind of get to know you a little bit. So yeah. I want to start off with just a couple of controversial things you said, you know, nobody get offended here. <laughs> But do you seriously think that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron? Listen, there's not even a thought process on this. This is doctrinal, man. This is foundational to our understanding of life. No, I I really do. You know, I'm I'm a sports fan and um, I grew up. Um, watching Jordan, and uh, I, I'm, I'm analytical, so I, I analyze the game. I'm familiar with the game, and uh, don't get me wrong, LeBron is—he's an awesome, great, transcendent player. I, I, I love what he's done in his career. The only issue I have is when people compare him to Michael. After, after that, yeah. then it's like, okay, come on, guys. But yeah, Mike, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's the goat. Um, and, and I'll say something even more controversial. I still have Kobe uh, above LeBron, but... Whoa, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. You know, I used, I follow basketball big time back in the 90s. You know, yeah. How old are you, Anthony? I'm 40. 40 this 40, year, same man. age as me. Yeah. How do you look so much yeah. younger than me? Yeah. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I followed the game back in the day in the 90s. The uh, golden lot, era. You know? The 90s. Right. Yes. You know? Did you, ever, did you ever get to see Jordan play live, by the way? I'm going to tell you an interesting story about that. So when he went to the Wizards, I was still in college at Lipscomb. And um, there was a uh, some our dorm RA had some kind of connection to get tickets to the game, and they were going to be really That's cheap. Uh, and, and it was so funny they had they had a limo ride there. You'd get to go to the game, sit not courtside but close to it, and uh, get to go in and meet Mike. Like all of this was, and it was some ridiculous cheap price, like two fifty or something like that. So I paid my money. I'm ready. Like, this is going to be an opportunity. And somehow it got canceled right before. So that was, yeah, yeah. I was devastated, man. Devastated. But I'll tell you this, though. Now, this is the makeup. Uh, Years later, um, I'm married. It's just me and my wife. And we spent the first few years of our marriage just having fun, you know, getting to know one another and just really appreciating that time. And one of the things we did was we got floor seats to a Grizzlies game to see the Lakers play. We had already seen the Lakers before in in Memphis, but we said this time we want to do floor seats. And lo and behold, 
when Kobe came out after the shoot around, our seats were in the bottom left corner where the backboard would be. So we're sitting like right by the tunnel, second row on the floor. Kobe comes out and uses the corner of my chair to stretch his calves. I'm right next to him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm screaming at I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's the makeup. I didn't get to see Jordan play live, but I got to see Kobe a couple of times. That's incredible. Yeah. I think that's better than mine. My, my dad, he took us to a game um, to Atlanta. And uh, what was the player's name there for the Hawks? Dominique Dominic. Wilkins. Yeah. Wilkins, yeah, mm-hmm. he was playing, but it was it was Jordan, uh, Pippen, uh, Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. Old Horace Grant was there too. Mm-hmm. But man, we were in the nosebleeds of nosebleeds. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't really tell what was going on if you didn't have binoculars. Oh, but I was there. Goodness. You were there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought about that when I was reading through your Twitter. I was like, I gotta yeah. ask him about this. But I don't. I don't follow the game anymore because I. You know, I say this to my my worship team because I'm a worship leader at Harpeth. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a I've been playing music my entire life, but before I really dove into music, I spent just as much time trying to be a good basketball player mm. as I have trying to be a musician, and I went nowhere. I just oh. couldn't do it, man. Yeah. I practiced all the time, and it just wasn't <laughs> in the cards for me. <laughs> so you retired from basketball and you took up music, and now it's at taken a very off. young age. <laughs> At a very young age, I retired from basketball. I was like, I'm too good for this sport, man. <laughs> no, that was funny reading that. Uh, and lastly, yeah. another thing that I agree, I, I do agree with you, by the way. I, I think Jordan is, he's the greatest of all time for sure. Yeah. I was just getting yeah. the conversation going. But another yeah. thing I agree with you on, this might this might ruffle some feathers, boneless chicken wings, they're just chicken nuggets. Yes. Guys, I don't yes. care how manly you feel going to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. You're eating chicken nuggets. That's okay? all. They're chicken nuggets. Just just embrace it. You're at the kids' table. Order you some chicken nuggets and call it a day. But but for people who like, like mac and wings, and right, right. For people who like wings, they have bones in the wings. They take the they take a chicken breast and cut it up and make chicken nuggets, and they call that boneless chicken wings. Come on, man. <laughs> There's one thing, so I'm trying to raise my my son right. He's seven years old. And one thing he's doing really well is when we go out to eat, sometimes he, he wants to order wings and he always gets them with the bones in there. I'm like, That's my boy. Right. Yes. You're my boy. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about you. So you said sure. you're married. You got mm-hmm. kids. How long have you been married? What's yeah. So so we've been married uh fourteen years. Um, Jenny and I. Um, she's an, she's literally an answered prayer. Uh, I grew up in the church, uh, singing. I started preaching really early. Um, I I used to go to a lot of youth conferences and things and, and participate in those. And so because of my talents and because of me, you know, preaching at a young age, you know, everybody's trying to, Oh, I want you to meet my niece. or I want you to meet my granddaughter. I want you to meet my and so, and a lot of people were just attracted to that. And, and I used to pray to God. I said, God, I want somebody to walk into my life that's, that I don't know and don't know my history, don't know me for what I can do, but really is interested in knowing me for who I am. And, and a few weeks later, literally, uh, she came and visited 231. And I, when I saw her, I wow. said, oh my gosh, this, this is it, you know? And, and, uh, so yeah, we've, 
And what, seven months after we first went on our first date, we were married. Like it was, wow. it's a God, it's a God story, man. God was working some things out on her life. He's working it out on my life and he put it together uh, at the right time for both of us. And then we have, uh, yeah, praise God for that, man. We have two uh, wonderful, wonderful kids. I am, um, again, that's another godsend. Uh, our kids are, are good. And I don't say that as, in, as a typical parent who likes to brag on their kids. I say it humbly that we couldn't have done that. We're doing the best we can as parents, but but they have been uh, very good. I have a son, Remington, who's 10. I have a daughter, Rain, who is 8. Uh, and, Love those and, names, man. Yeah, yeah. Remington, I'll tell you a little bit about his name. He used to work at a place, and uh, this woman, um, one of my coworkers, she had to, one Saturday, uh, for just about 30 minutes or so, she had to bring in her son. You know, her husband was going to pick him up. And uh, here's a little, you know, I think he was like two or three-year-old toddler, cute little boy. And she said, Remington. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a strong name. I said, if I ever have a son, I got to name him Remington. <laughs> and then uh, then Rain. Um, Rain was, uh, I-, I tell this story, Rain was a surprise for us. And the whole pregnancy, the whole time was just like, wow, God, what are you really doing here? And I'll tell you, she was due uh, August of that year. And uh, she ended up because of because it was a surprise. You know, they don't really know the timeline. So it's like we project her August the 20th. But she was born uh, July 27th, about almost a month early based off the timeline. She's fully developed, but almost. And so as I'm driving to the hospital, we didn't know we were going into labor at the time. We we're thinking we have a month left. We hadn't settled on a name. And I'm called, I'm on the phone with my wife, headed to the hospital. And I said, honey, I said, God has just reigned over this entire pregnancy. Like the Lord reigns. And that's her name derives from that rain. It's spelled that's as amazing. if the Lord reigns. And so uh, it's a testament to what God's been doing. But they've been a blessing to us, man. That's awesome. July 27th, <laughs> that's my wife's birthday. Hey, it's good, a great day. Good day to be born. Yeah. Great day to be born. Yeah. Awesome, man. So what is it that you're up to now? Now that we've talked about who you are, mm-hmm. let's talk about what you do. You know, what are you, what are you working on? What, what yeah. ministries do you have that's going on in your life? So uh, I've been at Highway 231 Church of Christ for uh, going on 17 years. Um, and and that's, that's awesome. been another, you know, testament to what God has done in my life. I arrived uh, 24 single and and you know they've they've seen me kind of grow up in ministry. You know I've married, had kids since then, um, and have been there like I said almost seventeen years. Uh, so that's you know that's kind of the the main staple in my life. Uh, but a, a, are you, are a major, you preaching there? Is that, is that what yes, you're doing? You're preaching yes. there? Uh huh. Full time oh, full time ministry. Yeah yeah. Um, and and when I got there, uh, the church had some turmoil before I arrived. And so when I come in, you know, one of the things I knew that we had to do was was get our men on the same page. You know, the, it, God, you know, has a special place for men in the kingdom. Um, we, we have these assignments. It, it's just so vital. And I said, if, if this ministry is going to turn into anything, 
men, we got to get on the same page. So I, I began to get really active in our in developing our men's ministry. I talked about it uh, at, at a recent conference. Uh, our men's retreat began the very next year, uh, and it's been going every year. We take three days, go up to Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area, and we, you know, we pray, we bond, we fellowship. And from that has spawned not only a vibrant men's ministry, but some other, you know, events that we have based off of that. So really, uh, you know, that's a major part of my ministry there. Uh, met uh, Bobby Harrington probably five, six years ago. Uh, we, you know, kind of crossed paths and God kind of blended that thing uh, together. Uh, so yeah, I, do, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do some work with uh, Renew. Um, I'm, I'm one of their uh, learning community, uh, what they call a regional director. I, I head up uh, one of their uh, kind of learning communities. Um, I do some writing for Renew, uh, written some articles for Renew, done some a lot of speaking uh, for Renew. Yeah, and, and what, we've got a book um, coming out. I believe it's Q1 of 2024. Uh, and it's my first oh, nice. book. Yeah. I'm co-authoring. Oh, congrats, with, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Good man. Deal. It's, it's Bobby calls me up, uh, and, uh, Michelle Eagle, uh, who's also a very integral part of Renew. And, uh, he, he's seen the work that we've done and he said, man, I, I want you guys to write a book together. And so it has been a great process uh, this year, writing with her, and book is kind of in the final stages of editing now. So that's looking awesome. forward to uh, come out next year. Um, and tell me the title of the book one more time. Well, the title, I don't I don't even know the title. I know oh, the subject matter. I thought matter. you said the title. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's on identity. Um, oh, okay. Discipling identity, that may be kind of the working title that we were dealing with. And basically, the, the roots of the book, uh, the meat of the book, is uh, we live in a society that, that gathers its identity from so many external sources, um, you know, your skin color, your gender, um, you know, your, your, your occupation. Uh, but really, the root of it, being in Christ, your identity begins with Christ. Um, and and yeah. so when we when we root into Christ and gather our primary identity from Christ, everything else is subsequent. So yeah, so we, you know, we cover a lot of the uh, demographic areas. You know, I'm a man. Michelle's a woman. Uh, I'm black. She's white. Uh, she's older than I am. So we've got the age difference. We approach ministry differently. But what brings us together, obviously, is Christ. So we've got several different perspectives uh, that the book will detail, but centering on our identity being in Christ. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to read that. Yeah. That's yeah, great. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> And for the listeners that may not have heard of Renew.org, mm-hmm. uh, Renew.org is another ministry that was launched out of my church, just like uh, discipleship.org, mm-hmm. um, with the point leader also being Bobby Harrington. Mm-hmm. So I would say, in a nutshell, discipleship.org is kind of like the methods of discipleship that Jesus used, mm-hmm. and Renew.org is was more like the teachings of Jesus, the theology um, that also works hand-in-hand with discipleship. So check out renew.org. 
Uh, it's a great resource. They have phenomenal content on there, articles, you know, video blogs, and mm-hmm. they also host a gathering too. Mm-hmm. And um, what Anthony's talking about is that podcast, uh, Scripture in Black and White, is yeah. also uh, you know put out by Renew.org as well. So yeah. if you don't know what that is, that, that's kind of a nutshell. And uh, and Anthony's all over that with, with some other great <laughs> I people. Love that, you know, Bobby and I, um, we we had an opportunity, uh, and, and I'm still there. You're asking some of the things I'm working on. Uh, a couple of years back, um, Bobby got in touch with Jason Whitlock. He was a sports yeah. writer for years, uh, had a couple of shows, ESPN, Fox. And Bobby and I actually did a show together with Jason. Uh, I'm still there. Bobby, you know, he's got it, he's got several hats that he wears. And so uh, Absolutely. he's, he's dedicated. Absolutely. That's an understatement, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's dedicated more time to those uh, works. Uh, but I'm still there with Jason. But another thing oh, that cool. Bobby and I do um, is that podcast you were talking about, Scripture in Black and White. We're entering into our second season of that podcast. And that's another dynamic of, you know, different perspectives. It's kind of a, a double entendre on scripture in black and white. I'm a black guy. He's a white guy. But we also deal with the black and white, the clarity nature of scripture. Like it's black and white, uh, you know, on, on, on so many issues. Um, so we, we've enjoyed that. Season one did fairly well and we're uh, ramping it up in season uh, two, I believe it drops, um, first episode drops sometime next week. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great podcast, man, really. <laughs> and I think it's just so, I mean, it's relevant, but also it's needed. Yeah. You know, yeah. like um, I've written a couple things for Renew too, talking mm-hmm. about my story, mm-hmm. uh, being a Christian musician and really just kind of wandering in, in my faith, not mm-hmm. being connected with a local church and sort of losing my footing and my Mm -hmm. foundation, which was in scripture, Mm -hmm. uh, was in Jesus that I found in scripture. And I lost that for several years. And part of the reason was because, you know, the churches I was going to and the groups I was in weren't really being diligent about unpacking some of these big questions about scripture. Right. Like I grew up, uh, there was a youth group that I was involved in and um, the youth pastor's wife had this, thing on Sunday nights um, where she would just open up the Florida questions for us teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, and we asked things like, you know, are aliens real and things like that. But it was just so great to be there wrestling through these questions together and yeah. going back to scripture. And then I just sort of missed that for a large chunk of my life mm-hmm. and was kind of processing these things in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And it just led me to all sorts of weird thinking, right? Sure. And it's just sure. happening inside my own brain. So I think it's so necessary to have podcasts and media that are really solid on scripture, mm-hmm. but are really relevant to what's going on in culture. Yeah. You know, yeah. so y'all are doing a fantastic job, man. Appreciate it. Job. Appreciate so, it. We're in a we're in an interesting space um in in media. You know, if you go back um 60 years, you know, one of the primary sources of media, 60 or 70 years. Uh, was radio, right? Uh, that was a major shift in media, was radio, because yeah. it was one of the first times that, you know, mass media is being, you know, in 
individual homes. We know that individual homes, and then you know you had radios that were put in cars. It was like, man, we know we're list. We got listeners in their cars and in their homes. Then you get into you know television. Um, but then now we're circling back and podcast is different from radio in that we're actually with the individual. Like we're in their Absolutely. ears individually and people now, you know, manage their time in a certain way to where, you know, they may put their you know, ear pods in and and go to work and, and listening and, and, and learning. And so what better way uh, and medium to get to folk now than through podcast and being able to take the time to unpack some of those um, spiritual questions, some of those life questions, and answering them from a scriptural way. Um, I'm, I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about your men's ministry. I think you may have talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. earlier when you're talking mm-hmm. about your church and going to yeah. Gatlinburg. Is that what that is? The men's ministry? Yeah. It's a set so, of. So the, the the retreat was launched, and that's what kind of spawned the ministry itself. Was that retreat? Um, oh, cool. You know, it was it was it was a shot in the dark, to be honest, because I was like, <laughs> man, how do we get these guys together? And I think the very first retreat we took was like, I mean, it may have been 12, 13 guys. And we had this big, we rented this big chalet and, you know, guys, everybody's got their own bedroom. It was, you know, we're jumping around and stuff. But it was, you know, one thing I've noticed about men, we are so focused on our, you know, what we've got to do, our agenda, our plans, we're working so whenever you try to have some events, you know, locally, you know, guys, oh, man, I got to get back to the house. Or I got to, you know, I got to cut yeah. the grass. I got to do. And so I'm like, listen, we got to get these guys away from here so that we can really decompress and really tap into what God is doing. And so that's what, you know, the distance going to Gatlinburg, getting a chalet and what happened up there. You know, God just really impacted uh, our men. And so now, and and, awesome. and one of the key uh, principles and scriptures that I use when God uh, was shifting Israel after they've left Egypt, when he's shifting their hearts and shifting their mindsets, one of the things he did, and it's mentioned in Deuteronomy, he says, I want all the males to come up on the mountain with me three times a year. And, and when you look at what's going on there, you think, man, how can you get all the males? That, that would leave the community vulnerable. But God says, I'll protect them. I got them, but I need you to come counsel with me. So that was the root of why, you know, we got to get our men, you know, courageous enough, faithful enough to go counsel with God. And we call it the mountaintop men's retreat, right? Because we go up on the That's mountains good. of Gatlinburg, but we come back and the men have a renewed perspective, a, a rejuvenated fire within their faith, like they're, they're, they're ready to go. And so then the next year, man, we had, we had wives that were signing their husbands up. Like, he's going, you know, I, <laughs> we'll check the schedule later. He's going, you know. Um, That's you a had, huge testament right there, man, yeah, that, it's, that it's working. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they come back better. And, uh, you know, every year it, 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 it grows and it grows in unique ways. Sometimes we'll have more numbers. Sometimes it, it's, it's even deeper. Um, 
And the other things that we love about it is, you know, we're always together. So, you know, going to Gatlinburg, they've got all the shops and the strip. We don't do any of that. Like we literally stay in the cabin together. Uh, we eat together. Uh, we've got one of our brothers who's a chef. So we breakfast, lunch, dinner together. We, we have sessions. But I'll tell you this, it's not a business meeting. So we're not going up there to plan the calendar and, and work through minutes. We're really tapping in in prayer and bonding and spiritual growth. And man, they come back rejuvenated. And then that's, that feeds into what we do on a yearly basis all year round. You know, now you were in the, you know, in a bunk bed with, you know, sharing a room with someone else. You guys have a friendship. You know, you guys have mm-hmm. learned more about one another. So now when you're back in town, you process life together. You know, you share in life. Um, the It feeds into our young men. You know, we have an age limit of 12 years old because we do, we get down there, we'll talk about some, you know, deep things. So now kids yeah. who are six and seven, they see dad go off on the men's retreat. Man, I can't wait till I turn 12 because then I'll be able to go. So now it's almost That's a rite awesome. of passage, you know, for the young guys. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then that, what what I'd say probably four or five years into that, you know, guys are saying, well, we got to do more of this. So then we had a kind of a mirror event that would take place in the fall at one of our brother's homes where all the guys come together. And then now it has sprinkled out throughout the year, which when I say launching men's ministry, there's so many events that we have take place. We've got a breakfast. We've got the retreat. We've got, you know, we may go to the park. We may, you know, bowl together. We may top golf. You know, we may do all of these kinds of things, but it's uniquely around the fellowship and the bonding and the growth together as men in, in a brotherhood. And these guys, you know, now, you know, you can't talk about any one of them because because they've got a whole, they, their brother's coming uh, that, that's got their back. So it, it's been that's a blessing awesome. to us. Man, I want to go. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, man. I, I told a few guys uh, at the uh, last uh, discipleship event uh, here, I, I said, hey guys, I'll, I'll try to send you some information on our next events that we have. I think the next one we have coming up uh, is one of our breakfast. Uh, and you'll, you'll enjoy okay, cool. that. Yeah. Is it open to anyone or is it just guys yeah. at your church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got some some in-house events and some that we open up. The breakfast is one of those that we open up uh, to anybody. And we'll have, you know, again, just kind of a bonding scenario. But we'll bring in a speaker or two to kind of feed into you. What I've noticed, um, and this is just observation, there's not a lot of, you know, depth in terms of that, but just in observing, we don't have a lot of space as men um, to be able to decompress. We're always plugged in, man. Mm -hmm. And you need that time to be able to decompress without obligation and to really be fed spiritually, but also to garner that desire in you. Because in the typical church family, you know, women, they tend to be readers. Uh, They tend to be more in that, you know, activity space. And men, sometimes churches can be very feminine, you know, in in, in their appearance. So that turns guys off. And so 
We got to tap into these men to say, hey, guys, listen, you know, being faithful, depending on God, that's not a feminine attribute. That's actually an attribute of a strong man, a godly, real man. Absolutely. So when When we pull into that and guys recognize, hey, other guys are going through what I'm going through. You know, I may be having issues in the marriage or I may be having issues with parenting. One of the things that that happened in my life, my father, um, due to a heart issue, he passed away when I was two years old. And so the formative years of my life, I didn't have my dad. And then uh, my mom remarries when I'm about 12. And I have a stepfather, but I had a good bulk of my life where I didn't have my dad. So the Four and five year old, you know, going out throwing ball and all. I didn't have that. Well, one wow. of the most frightening days of my life was the day my son was born because now mm-hmm. I've got to give to him what I didn't have. And it's, man, I hope I do this right. And so to be able to have a cadre of brothers who, hey, man, I got you. You'll be all right. You know, you'll be you'll be a good father. We're here to support you. That's some of the stuff that spawns uh, from our men's ministry. That's amazing, man. Thanks for sharing all that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got a couple more questions for you. Shoot. Um, before we end. Um, so you're a man of many talents, which I didn't know you could sing, by the way. You know, <laughs> oh, I'd have been a little oh, more nervous. Oh, the cat got out the bag. <laughs> you, I'd have been a little more nervous at this, the, the little city tour we just did with you standing in the front row if I knew you could sing. <laughs> I thought you were just a preacher guy that can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> Man, no. I, I, You know, that was one of the first things that I learned how to do was sing. That's awesome. <laughs> so being the man of many talents as you are mm-hmm. and many mm-hmm. ministries as you are, mm-hmm. how do you do it all? You know, how, how, do, you, how do you do all that and yeah. still be the good father, the good yeah. husband, still take some time for yourself? How do you do yeah. it? Um, my prayer... Almost any time anybody asks me, you know, what can I pray for you about? I'm, I'm, I'm always telling folk, pray for me for balance. Um, God has gifted me, and I trust him in that if he's gifted me, you know, the scriptures talk about your gift will make room for you. Um, he has expanded some areas in my life that have opened up for ministry. Um, I have a... An exceptional wife and, and and her support for me in what I'm able to do, that opens some doors. I serve with a great team of leaders at 231 who recognize the gifts, the talents, and they leave room for that. And so at the end of the day, for me, I'm doing more of a time management deal. And and uh, maybe it's a blessing and a curse. I, I I'm an insomniac, so I don't sleep too much. Maybe, <laughs> and maybe four or five hours a night if, 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 if on a good night. Um, wow. So I do have a lot of time, um, and 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 then you know because I'm having to, you know, I'm praying for balance. I'm studying time management. I'm able to kind of multitask. One of the things that you know last year or after the pandemic, when our kids you know began to go back to school. Um, I take my son, he, he's in a magnet school. I take him to school and pick him up every day, uh, just about. That's awesome. And uh, it, it's a blessing. Um, and I had to learn, okay, man, this is, 
you know, so many minutes there, so many minutes back. And then he loves for me to be towards the front of the line and the pickup line. Well, that means I got to get there early. <laughs> like, this is a big deal, right? But but I've now used that time while I'm sitting here as time to read, time to write, time to lesson prep, catch yeah. up on calls. So I, I, And then it may be a time to decompress. So I've got an hour almost baked into every day, in the middle of the day, to either decompress or catch up, you know, that's, that's you know, when you talk man. about how do you do it, that's some of those uh, areas. Um, I, one other quality, if, if I would call it that, um, I do very well in batch work. So, like, if you give me two hours, man, I'm going to do a whole lot in those two hours of putting out multitasking, doing several different things. Uh, at once. And then I may take, you know, some time to go to the gym, go work out, you know, to kind of, you know, balance that out. I was wondering but, how you fit that in there, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that became a, a part of this this year. Um, I used to last year when I was taking my son to school, I'd get up early, take him to school. I'd come back home and try to, you know, I'm not a morning person, so I'm trying to get myself together. Well, this year <laughs> I said, I tell you what, I'm going to use that time. Even though I don't like to do it, I'll use that time to work out. So as soon as I drop him off, I go straight to the gym, work That's out, awesome. get that in. But then that feeds into my energy for today. It feeds into my health goals and, and that, you know, all yeah. of that kind of. So it's, it's, it's a balanced thing. But if I, you know, whittled it down to a couple of things, uh, I've got a lot of prayer warriors that help to pray for uh, balance and, and those who support me. Friends, family, uh, worship team, um, leadership team, uh, they support me to be able to do all the things that I do. That's awesome. I was going to tell you, it, some people from my worship team at the city tour, they're like, Anthony Walker's out there. I was like, yeah. And they go, dude, he's jacked. <laughs> I was like, yes, he is. He works out. <laughs> and, I, and that's like, as a minister myself, I think about that, you know, my my executive minister is a big swimmer. He swims yeah. all the time. And I'm like, you're working more than me and you're working now. How do you do this? <laughs> I don't know how you'll, I don't know how you'll do it. It's, Maybe listen, one day I'll listen. Learn. you know how to eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. So, so if okay. every little bit, you know, captures on, I, I'll have, if I, I'll probably text you after we're done with this. If I send you a picture of me, when I first started working out, man, you wouldn't believe I was the same guy. But it's been a little bit. Do it, man! Uh, over Give me time. some inspiration. I need. Yeah, it. Our, the before our and youngest after. Is, our youngest is two, almost three. So we're like we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, where it's like, okay, we're about to get a little bit of our lives back, where yeah. we're not just constantly doing stuff for a baby. Yeah, um, so we're starting to get there. You know, I got a little yeah. resistance band here. I've been messing around with. Like, come on, Dave, get inspired, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, man, I got one last question for you. Shoot. I guess one and a half. One, uh, this one is, so uh, just in wrapping up, you know, I'd like to know, you know, what, what's God shown you in this season of your life uh, right now? So one of the prayers that I had early on in my ministry is I always wanted to be effective. And, and because of that, there have been shifts in ministry, at times I may have needed to spend more time uh, in, you know, preaching. At times I may have needed to spend more time in teaching, like really digging into that, or discipleship. Right now, uh, God has me in a space of 
um, helping to equip others. Um, he's worked with me, obviously, throughout my life and, and has given me, you know, some opportunity. And so now I'm in a space of equipping. That's where even the writing has come in. You know, I, I can't be at all places at all times, but maybe being able to take some of this and putting it in book form can help more people in different areas to help equip others with whatever God has poured in me. Obviously, it doesn't originate with me. It originates with him, but he uses me as a conduit and a vessel. So I'm in a space right now with God uh, to try to equip and help all of those who are around me. I'm, I'm, I've got some young guys who I'm now, you know, pouring into on a deeper level, guys that I've seen grow up from four or five years old. Now they're in another space. OK, God, how am I how can I help them um, with with Renew, with Discipleship.org, with uh, the podcast? You know, these are areas that you can help to equip. So I believe God is working with me uh, in that space of equipping and helping those around me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, dude. Yeah. Uh, if you could say one more time where our listeners can find you. You said you're still okay. on Jason Whitlock show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So so highway231south.com, um, that's our church, right. uh, hwi231south.com. You can catch our messages there. Um, I am on, uh, well, workwithrenew.org. Uh, we've got some articles there. We'll have a book coming out. We've got scripture and black and white podcasts. You can access it through renew.org slash media, or you can, you know, go find us on YouTube. We've got a YouTube page. So there's video and audio anywhere you get your podcast scripture in black and white. Uh, I'm on, uh, fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, I do a segment typically on Wednesdays called Tennessee Harmony, and and he's basically has me in um, as kind of a spiritual leader to give a faith perspective on contemporary issues. So we'll he'll, we'll talk about anything from sports, movies, current events, some politics, but giving a biblical and faith perspective on those issues. Uh, and this podcast that I'm doing right now with Dave, um, you can find me there as well. <laughs> Very good, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was, it was great just to get to know you. Yeah. And I just I, I admire what you're doing um, for the kingdom, for the gospel, and just the way that you're, you're letting the Lord use all your many gifts and all your talents in all those different spaces for the benefit of others, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. So man. keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Certainly, certainly. God bless you, my man. Thank you so much for being a part of Discipling Conversations. If you enjoy what you heard, please give us a like and hit subscribe to the Disciple Makers podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.